This is your host, Dr. Mesma Shabazz. Greetings, beautiful women. Happy Friday. I hope you're all doing well in this new year. And I'm so, so happy to be here with you again. Now we're going to continue our conversation in this episode on keeping life simple in 2023. First focus is on how to curb distractions in our lives. By distraction, I mean the people and things that interfere with our peace of mind and move us away from our inner perspectives and quietude. We are all on a spiritual journey, whether we acknowledge it, know it, or not. We are all presented equal opportunities by grace to formulate the lives that we desire for ourselves. We must admit, though, that we have all also experienced cultural conditioning that separate us from our true nature and authentic selves. And because of the separation from our true source, we are continually engaged in spiritual work and divination to bring us to the center of our being. It can be a lot of work, and it requires discipline and commitment. To date, there's still a search for cultural synthesis, but there's been such an enormous strain in the systems from many different fronts that it begs the question how it should be done and what the appropriate behaviors should be. Yes, there is a matriarchal God and the patriarchal God. In between these is a clear path to the life force of this universe, one that is omnipresent, omnipotent, and showers us with pure love and energy. All man-made distractions hinder our ability to acknowledge our light source and the fact that we are spiritual beings first. The distractions weigh us down further into a lower energy and vibration, which cloud our vision. It is worth remembering that when we are faced with challenges, that we are being called to come to our highest expression to rise fully into the light of our own souls and to stand for what we know as true worldly distractions which we encounter daily in our lives from our own demons and from the external others we encounter at work in our relationships and even families yet bigger separations i would say even bigger it is pertinent to be diligent in our commitment and devotion to our true source. There are commonalities that exist between cultures that highlight the similarities between different people rather than differences. In this alightness, we are faced with the challenge of operating from the common ground. I have personally reasoned that when suggestions are being made to find a common ground, we should recognize that we are already on a common ground. So expending energy to try and find yet another ground, space, or entity is yet another distraction. I grew up with my grandmother, 
And I remember numerous occasions when we spent time doing an activity, such as organizing her clothing into a trunk or rearranging her beads and trinkets. These occasions bring to life her experiences. And even more fascinating, she shares stories on how some of her valuable, colorful beads came to her possession. In listening attentively to her, and through this interaction and communication, I also learned about women in her generation and how things have changed from my grandmother's generation during colonization and independence to my generation. These generational stories have a great impact and give me a strong foundation to shape in my own views and perspectives. In addition, I have learned many proverbs, which most elders in my community use to mold behavior and teach morals. I remember a few. So I use some of these proverbs to share how we can curb distractions and how we should respond to some of them as we encounter them. Have you encountered people who dissuade you from pursuing your goals? We're told when we have goals, we should keep quiet about them. Write them in the book. And every day, read them. Visit with them. Sit with it until it's embedded in our subconscious mind. And the proverb is this, and to the person you may encounter. If a naked man tries to sell you clothing, ask where he bought. I love this proverb because I can take it to so many different levels of understanding. Know this wisdom. No one person has all the answers to universal knowing and wisdom. The naked man cannot clothe someone else. There's a deeper wisdom to this proverb. If someone is naked, the first thing they would do is put on the clothing they have. They can choose to give extras, but until they are clothed, they are not in a position to offer anything that is worth selling. But that is exactly what happens in many instances in human relations. People giving you advice on why you shouldn't do something when they haven't experienced it themselves. Be focused and do not engage in unnecessary battles, arguments, and narratives. They are all distractions. Every time someone shows up offering something that makes you uncomfortable, step away. Create space where you can process what is unfolding quietly. You do not have to engage. The universal process here is individuation. Explore your own rhythm, understanding, timing, creative expression, and rules independently. Trust your intuition. And if at all possible, share our experiences of intuition with like-minded or mastermind groups where you be supported. The second wisdom is the left hand washes the right and the right hand washes the left. 
I am always reminded of how our extension of courtesy and help to others generate compassion. And one is more likely to receive in return the same warmth and consideration. Getting along with others within the community and sharing what we have, especially with those who have less, are very important life lessons. I know this is a topic that makes some people uncomfortable, but if you believe you have more, you won't be depleted by giving a little bit more away. There's no depletion. Always give. And it can be done in varied ways, and it does not always involve money. Give a part of your heart to something. This is the universal process of relatedness, and it is an important phase in our spiritual development. Even after many centuries of religious factions and ideology, it is fair to argue that we have not reflected a level of growth in our consciousness that would foster peace, joy, harmony in our lives and respective communities. The reason, in my opinion, is because we still see many conditions in the world that has been perpetrated by naked men to the detriment of millions of people, as expressed in the proverb earlier. They create distractions intentionally. There is outrage, but not at the level that impacts change. If we are able to manifest goodwill consistently, we're being called upon to hold the compassionate guardianship of our inner planes, actionable wisdom, deities, and spirit. My own experience allows me to articulate my vision of the world I would like to live in thus, a world where there is peace, where no one would find pleasure in acts that involve the intentional harm or killing of innocent beings. I envision a world where our individual and collective efforts yield respect and healing for the people and populations that have been molested. I would know a world where the laughter of children would touch hearts and vibrate directly to the heavens, as mine did when I was a child. And I would know a world where we would all be respectful of spirits designed for our natural resources. I'll share another wisdom with you. It says that wisdom is like a baobab tree. No one individual can embrace it. This proverb is expressed in many different languages across the African continent. It says one person cannot collect them all, cannot analyze them all, cannot put them all into their contest and cannot use them all. There are men and women whose arms, hands and fingers are adorned with golden bracelets and diamond rings. Those hands stretch out towards others to touch, to embrace, to warm, to give support along the path that leads to the source of life. This tells us 
that we are all one. I feel blessed to know this, and I hope you will too, that in our efforts to connect deeply with our inner realms, that we would accept the gift of oneness. As growth occurs in stages, the deeper and more holistic patterns appear later in development because it awaits the emergence of those parts that will integrate, reconcile, and unify that experience. It is therefore critical that as we move forward on our individual journey and paths to curb the distractions we encounter each day from our external experiences. If we, women of power and grace, understand our roles, to be exemplars, intend to be an active force for good in the world, we must develop a sense of self that neutralizes distractions in our individual lives and collective. Only then can we improve upon damaged systems that have permeated many societies. Remain vigilant in the universal processes of individuation and relatedness, and you will taste the awesomeness that this journey in life endowers. My goal in sharing these principles and wisdom with you is to communicate and bring forth cross-cultural wisdom that uplifts other women and consequently humanity. I appreciate you joining me and sharing these topics with others. We are powerful and stronger together. And if you are able to join me in our first post-COVID in-person women's circle, please do so. The information is on my website and also on Facebook, Instagram, etc. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so, so grateful for your presence each and every other week. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you. <laughs>